Good morning. It's November 22nd. The overnight downpour has moved away from New York City, leaving a mild gray morning. And this is your Indignity Morning Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Skoka, taking a look at the day and the news. Israel and Hamas are reportedly negotiating the final details of an agreement for a temporary ceasefire in Gaza and an exchange of hostages for prisoners. The initial terms involve 50 women and children taken hostage by Hamas in the October 7th attack on Israel, being traded for 150 Palestinian women and children incarcerated in Israel. Despite weeks of insistence in the discourse that calls for ceasefire amounted to calls for surrender to Hamas, the term ceasefire seems to have recovered the meaning that normal English users attach to it, referring to the cessation of firing, in this case for a minimum of four days. What might come after that is fully unresolved. Politico reports that the Biden administration is worried about Benjamin Netanyahu's seeming lack of a plan for what to do once Hamas is defeated, and adds there was some concern in the administration about an unintended consequence of the pause, that it would allow journalists broader access to Gaza and the opportunity to further illuminate the devastation there and turn public opinion on Israel. This seems like a canonical example of the Democrats' fixation on second-order political messaging. The problem is not that more than 10,000 people lie dead in the rubble of Gaza, but that accurate first-hand reporting on that fact might lead to the perception that something bad happened there, which would weaken support for the policies that brought it about. What if those policies were just bad policies? That would be a matter of morals, not communication strategy. In other reversals, last night Sam Altman got rehired as the head of OpenAI. The possibly would-be do-gooder board members who threw him out on Friday have been removed, and the new board features Larry Summers. Now we can count on the transition to an artificial intelligence economy to go as smoothly as Summers' project of supervising the transition to a liberal democratic capitalist order in post-Soviet Russia went, or the recovery from the 2008 economic crisis, if you prefer that one. With Summers' track record, either the singularity will come and the computers, having achieved consciousness, will turn themselves off rather than do any work, or they'll build Skynet and kill us all. On the latter side of that ledger, the front of the Times has killer robots in the sky arguing over the rules, a report on how the United States and other major powers are leading the push against applying international law to the military deployment of autonomous kill drones. The article quotes Thomas X. Hamas, a retired Marine officer who is a research fellow at the Pentagon's National Defense University, as having said in an interview and a recent essay published by the Atlantic Council that it is a moral imperative that the United States and other democratic nations build and use autonomous weapons. He argued that Failing to do so in a major conventional conflict will result in many deaths, both military and civilian, and potentially the loss of the conflict. The Times does supply a less tangled ethical perspective, and a fairly clarifying technical one, by noting, The concept of an autonomous weapon is not entirely new. Landmines, which detonate automatically, have been used since the Civil War. The United States has missile systems that rely on radar sensors to autonomously lock onto and hit targets. The landmines seem like the fruitful point of comparison here. As the project of separating killing power from direct human agency is now generally understood to be one of the great atrocities of the last century and a half of warfare, and because the question of what role that atrocity should play in military policy depends entirely on who happens to be in charge, the Trump administration tried to wriggle out of the mine ban treaty, the Biden administration tried to reinstate limits, and we can presumably look forward to similarly going back and forth 
on how widely we deploy our flying killer robots. And that's in the best-case scenario, where even one side recognizes that we should not be doing it at all. That is the news. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to Indignity to keep us going. Enjoy your poultry of choice or other festive holiday meal. And if all goes well, we will talk again on Monday.